Hey y'all, I'm Kim, host of Book Marketing Mania, and I'm so thrilled you're tuning in today as my guest is my new friend, Vivian Cummins. I actually connected with Vivian through Podmatch as she popped up as a possible guest, and when I saw she was represented by my sweet friend, Rachel G. Scott at the RGS Group, I knew I had to have Vivian on the show. Vivian and I are talking about the struggle with perfectionism and balance in our lives as writers and authors, and Vivian sharing some biblical inspiration and practical how-tos for finding balance and sharing what's working now for her and you to build your audience today while writing your book. You are in for a treat today, so let's get to it. Hey, Vivian. Welcome to Book Marketing Mania. I'm so thrilled you're here today to serve my listeners. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So first off, I have to just say on behalf of me and my listeners, Vivian, thank you so much. And we're so grateful for your family service to our country because I know you are a retired military wife. Um, and that's just incredible. We just aired a conversation with Christy Woods, who I'll have to get you connected with because she is in Oklahoma, uh, where nice. you're from. And she just uh, wrote a book for it's 101 Prayers for Military Wives. Oh, and I love so that. I just, you know, I've always um, had a special place in my heart, but I really didn't realize just how much you guys go through. So I'm just blown away by all the, you know, all the things that are laid on military wives' shoulders. And I really feel like, you know, military appreciation needs to be every day of the year, certainly. So I wanted to start off for sure by saying thank you so much. We're grateful for your service. Thank you. Um, And so let's talk about, I know that uh, the conversation we're going to have today, Vivian, you know, it's all about just perfectionism and balance, which I know as writers and authors and speakers and podcasters, as well as, you know, wives and moms, you know, we all struggle with this. And so I wanted to start out by asking you to just share a little bit about your past struggle with perfectionism and balance. Oh my goodness. Well, you know what? It actually dates way back, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So my earliest memory of having the stronghold, if you will, on my Mm -hmm. life goes way back to age five when I was in kindergarten. And the first recollection I have is, you know, back back then, I don't know if they do it now in in kindergarten, but we used to take naps. Yes. And (laughs) you remember that? Uh Oh, my goodness. I'd love to do that now. (laughs) But anyways, we had these little, you know, pallets or whatever. And Mm -hmm. I remember fanning mine out over and over and over because I couldn't get it to lay flat. Mm -hmm. And so it kept having these ripples in it. And so while all the other little kids were laid down and some of them already starting to take a nap, I was standing up there just stressing over my, my blanket. And my teacher yelled at me and said, if I fanned it one more time that I was going to get a spanking. And I remember, (laughs) you know, laying it down, getting on it, you know, fanning it out with my arms and legs to get it to, you know, get straight because I had to have it straight. But then I remember being just so angry with her for making me accept mediocrity and mm-hmm. and doing that. So that's my first recollection of needing to be perfect. And then as I as I grew, it really just spilled into other areas of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, during my adolescent years, I went through a phase where I suffered from such anxiety about my hair. You know, coming from Oklahoma, and I'm sure yeah, you can relate yeah. in, in the Dallas area, it's humid. Uh-huh. And, and so I could never get my hair to be perfect. And uh-huh. the adolescent years are hard enough as it is to, you know, without putting all that stress on yourselves. But um, I would just do my hair and redo it, rewash it and redo it to the point where I'd be late for school. 
Oh, and wow. so there were times where my mom, she would just call me in sick because I had worked myself up in such a frenzy over that, that I was having anxiety attacks. Uh-huh. Um, Moving on into adulthood in my college years, it really started surfacing in just over preparation. Mm -hmm. You know, if there was a test coming up, I would beat myself up and stay up all night long studying and still feeling like that wasn't enough Mm -hmm. and still going in there with anxiety about that test. But I always did well. I made straight A's Mm -hmm. and everything but algebra, (laughs) (laughs) barely barely passed algebra. Um, But yeah. So, so in a way that behavior was being rewarded, right. With uh-huh. the A's and, and, you know, I was getting the results that I had aimed for with that behavior. So I continued it. And then when I entered into the workforce, I started my, I'm a federal employee. I started my career while I was overseas in Germany and I just started really throwing myself into my work, really mm-hmm. striving for success, doing everything that I needed to do to get to the next level at the expense of, again, time and health and sleep and all of Mm -hmm. that. I did everything um, that I was supposed to do, you know, in, in where I was working in order to get to the next levels, you had to have professional military education because I worked for the air force at the time as a civilian. And, you know, I put in for certain programs like squadron officer school, which is where you train with military officers as a civilian and you learn Mm -hmm. the leadership skills and that kind of thing. So I worked really hard and and uh, my husband, he was active duty at the time. He trained with me because in squadron officer school, you would have to run PT and do the calisthenics and all the things that the military did. And I had never been military before. Yeah. So I had to learn all of this before I went to a five week in resident course uh, with these officers, but I did it. And I was one of seven civilians out of a class of 400. So again, it's, I put all this pressure on myself. I strived for this. But at the end of the day, I did it. So I kind of got, again, I got that high. Yeah. And and that just kind of has, has been my trajectory, you know, working, striving. And then, you know, there's been a time in my life where I was striving to do good works, mm-hmm. you know, because I was working so hard and doing all this stuff for my career that I was starting to feel guilty that I wasn't doing anything for God. So then mm-hmm. I put that on myself and so, okay, let me, let me do this. And so there was a time Oh, us perfectionists or recovering perfectionists, we sure put a lot of pressure on ourselves. Mm -hmm. There was a time where I was on the praise and worship team. I was a Stevens minister and I was a representative for Women at Risk International, an international forum for trafficked women. So I was doing all of these things on top of building that career and going to school and all of that at the same time to where i that's when I just fell out. I burned out. I hated everything. I hated everybody. And I was like, we got to do something about this. This is a yeah. problem. Yeah. <laughs> so, what were what were some of the the signs? Like, I mean, I don't know. But did other people recognize those signs in you first, or did you recognize them in yourself to know, like, oh gosh, this is I have hit that mm-hmm. bottom. You know, because I'm I'm sure a lot of our authors and you know writers listening might can relate to that. If others noticed it, they didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've since had a conversation. I just reached out to my my daughter two weeks ago, and I said, I need you to be honest with me. I'm doing some research for the book I'm writing. And I said, what was it like living with me? I, I, she's my bonus daughter. So I'm uh-huh. her I'm her bonus mom. So uh-huh. I came into her life when she was 10, I think. So I was like, what was life like living with me and um, with with my OCD and my perfectionism and stuff. And she's like, I feel like this is a setup. And I was like, no, 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 no. no." (laughs) And so she told me and my heart just 
ripped apart at some of the things that she had said because you know, it happened to me growing up, right? She would say things like, no matter what I would do, it was never good enough for you. You know, I could make straight A's and do this, this, and this, and this, but you would fixate on the fact that my room wasn't clean, Uh you know? And so she's just sharing all of these things. And it's like, I, it was, it was heartbreaking for me, but it was also like, I get it. Uh I kind of have that, some of those same experiences. So she never, said it. My husband never said it. Um, I think it came out more along the lines of my health. Uh I started having a lot of health issues, heart palpitations, Mm. weight loss, weight gain, depending upon that season. Sometimes I would, you know, overeat and rely on sugar and stuff like that for, for that satisfaction. And then there was a couple of times where, again, nobody really mentioned anything. And I know the signs were there, uh-huh. but they never really mentioned it. It wasn't until three years ago that I actually had just a revelation. And I got so tired of striving. I got, I felt like I was so selfish. I uh-huh. felt like I was so self-absorbed all the time because in order for everything to be perfect, I had to control it. Yes. And yes. so I was just so sick of myself. I was so sick of everything that that's when I just rededicated my life to Christ. I had a moment where I was alone at home and I just fell to the living room floor and just asked God to take control of this Mm -hmm. and that I was willing to do whatever he needed to do in me to fix this, to fix me. And I'll kind of leave it at that, but I had to go into a wilderness season at that point. And uh, God really revealed some stuff to me about, Uh you know, and, and for me, it, it's not necessarily for everyone, but for me, a lot of that came from a spirit of pride, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and I've been trying to process that, that notion of pride, like what comes first? Was it the perfectionism and the control, then the pride, you know, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to iron that out and God's kind of starting to reveal to me um, as I'm writing this book about the origins of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny because, you know, I know, uh, I don't think I've talked to an author yet that has, you know, written a book where they haven't gone, you know, they've, they've gone through a struggle, right. And that's what they want to write about and share about. But usually like when they are writing about it is probably that, you know, the time they really go through it the hardest and they don't realize, you know, until that, you know, they're right <laughs> in the really thick of is. it, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. But I was, I was thinking, you know, so many things you were talking about just, I think parallel to, um, us communicators, because, you know, we are always striving to perfection and how we, you know, approach social media or, you know, put mm-hmm. things on our blog or our podcast. And, you know, certainly like if we're writing a book proposal for a traditional mm-hmm. publisher and, you know, there's just so much there. And I think we do get so wrapped up in the striving of it all. And then we, you know, like you say, you get to that point and you get whatever reinforcement there is, but then you mm-hmm. don't realize, oh, wait, I got to keep going. Like this doesn't just end, you know, the, and, yes. and it's done. It's like, we just got to keep at it and keep at it and keep at it. So, yeah, let's talk about that. Just some, some ways that you maybe you have seen just in the, you know, your writing and speaking world where you've seen yourself or others, you know, coming up on that control factor, like you want to be in control of everything, even though we know we're not, you know, mm-hmm. um, and whether it's, you know, it's always relying on God, but also it might be mm-hmm. just relying on other people to help us out and, and talk yeah. through it. You know, what do you, what do you see with that? Cause I do see so many writers. I just feel like they're just so drained out. Like you just said, you yeah. know, you just get so burnt out and you just want to turn away and, and be done with it. But it might be like you, you went through, you know, you might need to go through that wilderness season. Yeah. So I try to take control. Like I started another book. So it was 2018. I started writing another book. That was the book that I thought I was called to write. Uh And I wrote on that 
up until 2021 when I rededicated my life and God told me to set that book down. And I was like, are you, are you kidding me? I just spent two, three years of my life writing that, but the anointing was no longer there to write that. I think it will resurrect itself one day. I, mm-hmm. I think it has a place on the shelf one day, but, um, he just brought to my attention that you were writing that book. That's mm-hmm. not the book I want you to write. And so as he's working with me on perfectionism and control, I've had to learn to give God total control of everything that I write. Mm-hmm. And I find when I start getting writer's block, and this is just for me, I'm not saying it's for everyone, yeah. but for me, when I start struggling and I sit in front of the computer and I have nothing or I'm starting to get frustrated or angry. Um, that's my way of knowing you're striving. You're not working mm-hmm. with the Holy Spirit. You're doing this on your own. And so then I'm able to take a step back. And 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 I'm one of those people that I don't want to waste a minute. So uh-huh. I get up every morning at four o'clock in the morning and I'm like, let's go, Lord, let's do this. And there's some days that he's like, I don't want you to write today. I just want you to be in my presence. Mm-hmm. And I struggle with that because I'm yeah. looking at my watch. I'm like, TikTok, God. We got this book we got to get going, you know, Uh but it's not my timing. Uh And so, you know, the beauty of this, I mean, it causes me some frustration sometimes, but the beauty of writing my story as I'm writing my story Uh is that God is teaching me and it it keeps me humble, Uh you know, and it keeps me, um, keeps reminding me every day that this is not my story to tell. This is, this is God's message that he's telling through me Mm -hmm. and to just remember to put him back on the top of the shelf where he belongs. And, and, and remember this is his story. Mm -hmm. And I try to give myself grace. Like this morning, I've been working with a coach on, on building out some chapters and she's given me homework for the week and uh-huh. I'm a little stressed out because it's Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't gotten very far with that homework and I've uh-huh. been praying over it and, and just giving myself grace and asking God, you know, that he works through both of us, that she understands, you know, putting pressure on me and she doesn't do this by yeah, the way, but yeah. I'm just saying that, you know, putting that pressure on ourselves to meet deadlines that we've set for ourselves um, just having that grace that if God's timing isn't necessarily ours, that we need to embrace that. Uh-huh. And so this morning, I didn't feel like I got very far this morning in, in my writing or my organizing, but that's okay because, you know, Friday is is Veterans Day. I have the day off and I could uh-huh. probably, if God wanted me to, I could write the whole book that day. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll yeah. See what happens. <laughs> yeah. I think that's such a good point to to, you know, think through like, you know, we, we all say we're writing for him, right? We, we say it's his message, but sometimes it is yeah. our message. I think that's such an important right. point you made. Um, and that, you know, when you sit down to write, when it's so hard, like not not hard, like through your heart, but like hard to just get the words on the paper. And, and like mm-hmm. you said, you've set aside some time and it doesn't yeah. happen the way you want it to. I mean, you really have to do have to kind of step back and be like, well, is this about me or him? Like, I mean, you know, maybe what I'm trying to do today is not what he wants me to do. So yeah, go spend yeah. some time with him or do something else. And um, I know you're all about, you know, fun and this season of life, you know, that balance of, of work and fun mm-hmm. and, you know, it's all, all the same, right? It's fun to do work and mm-hmm. especially for the Lord and to take breaks and stuff. So I want to ask you, Vivian, cause I know this is going to be something that I, I just feel like this is really strongly your mission is, can you share some biz- biblical inspiration or maybe mm-hmm. some practical how to's for sure for finding balance for those of us yeah. that do strive, you know, and, and we have a hard time maybe, you know, closing the work down and 
just spending time with the Lord or spending time with our families. And I know mm-hmm. like with writers, you know, especially if you're launching a book um, and we talk about that a lot, you know, on the podcast, but I think like, you know, you just strive, strive, strive to get to that date and you feel mm-hmm. like, okay, I, I'm done. Like finally it's launched, you know, like I can breathe. I could take a break now, but then you realize, oh no, you're just getting started really with the marketing. Um, right. So I think that's, that's, you know, I just love to hear any encouragement you have for, you know, biblical encouragement or practical how to's on that. Yeah, a couple of things are coming to my mind with that question. So so going back to where you were talking about strive, strive, strive until you get to that point of book launch, how often do we miss out on the in-between? You know mm. what I mean? Um, I think it was Joyce Meyer once that said something in one of her messages about when we pass away, there's a date when we were born and a dash and a date when we die. Mm-hmm. And what did we do with that dash? What did we do in the middle of all of that? Mm. And, you know, we can look at that as and, and I've had to really talk myself down from that, too, because that's what I'm looking for. I'm I'm so looking ahead and have that goal of getting this book done and getting it published Mm -hmm. that sometimes I forget to live. Sometimes I forget to have fun. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there's been a time where I spent my whole weekend, you know, writing Mm -hmm. and ignoring my husband. My Mm -hmm. kids are grown and out of the house now. So we're empty nesters and we can do whatever we want. Yeah. (laughs) We can come and go and do whatever we want. And so I started realizing that I don't, have any fun. I'm not having uh-huh. any fun. And so I have made it as, as part of the, this balance is number one, I put God first always. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, I'm learning to take care of myself. And I know I mentioned earlier about feeling like I was selfish, mm-hmm. but this is different. This is taking care of, of my vessel mm-hmm. so that I can con- continue to do the work that God's called me to do. So it's cutting out that sugar. It's eating right. It's getting the sleep. It's it's doing those things for myself as as the vessel. Mm-hmm. And then that third one is, is creating that space for fun. And so my husband and I, um, we're in our fifties now and we are having a blast. Um, I mentioned to you earlier, we live in wine country now. Uh-huh. And so we, we spend the weekends exploring and doing things together. We, we do, um, you know, there's times where we have to cut the grass and uh-huh. clean the house and stuff like that, but we yeah. always pick one day out of the weekend and that's our day to have fun. And so we're very intentional there. Um, the biblical inspiration, you know, again, as I was doing research, I actually wrote a three-day devotion that's on the YouVersion app mm-hmm. about, uh, it's entitled The Out of Balance Believer. And the the first day I, I pulled scripture because I wanted to find out what does the Bible say about balance? Uh-huh. And 1 Peter 5, 8 came to mind. And so when I started researching that, that's the scripture that says, be well balanced, uh-huh. be vigilant, cautious at all times for that enemy of yours. The devil roams around like a roaring lion seeking someone to seize up and devour. So I got to thinking about when we're out of balance, we, we've gone into that extreme, you know, we've in whatever that might be, whether it's mm-hmm. work, whether it's spending all of your time with your children and ignoring mm-hmm. your spouse or vice versa. Um, or maybe it's, it's, putting all of your time into works. Mm-hmm. You know, like I mentioned earlier, there was a time where I, I all I was doing was volunteering for the church. Mm-hmm. And so all of that can get us out of balance. When you put, try to be perfect at one thing, you ultimately become imperfect in many other things. And that can create such exhaustion in our lives. Mm-hmm. And that's what the scripture is talking about is you know, when you become unbalanced, that opens up that tiny crack for Satan to come in. And, and lions, the thing about lions is that they're very stealthy. 
-hmm. they're very patient. And so if you ever watch National Geographic, I typically mm-hmm. don't like to watch those scenes where yeah. <laughs> animals attack each other, but but it's it's fascinating in, in this context because you can see a lion and he's just he just waiting. Uh-huh. And then, you know, the herd is there, and then at the right time, he goes in and the herd disperses, and the ones that are left are the ones that are weak, the ones that are vulnerable, mm-hmm. and those are the ones that he attacks. And that's you can use that same analogy with us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why scripture says that is because that's such a good picture to paint. Mm-hmm. You know, when we become exhausted, or we get brain fog, we make bad decisions, mm-hmm. you know, in those areas. And that's when Satan can come in and, and attack. The other scripture that I pulled in that devotion comes from first Kings 19, five. And this one is referring to the story of Elijah. And for your listeners, that that story was at some point he was running because he had just slayed 400 prophets of Baal. And so the queen was after him and, and wanted him killed. And so he was running and he became exhausted and plopped down uh, underneath a tree and just said, God, I'm done. Just take my life. I mean, he was so exhausted. He was just ready to just die. Mm-hmm. And there again, it, it's showing that, you know, he allowed himself to get into an extreme. He got exhausted and he went to sleep. And, and this part is so beautiful because it's so simple. He went to sleep and an angel woke him up, gave him some bread and some water and said, get up and eat. Mm-hmm. And he got up and ate and then he went back to sleep. And then they woke him up a little bit later with another with some more bread and some more water and said, get up and eat. And then once he was refreshed, he was able to then go and continue his mission. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's just something as simple as just resting, yeah. taking time to rest, take time to eat right, take time to just be still for just uh-huh. a little while to recover, and then you can go move forth. So that's those two uh, scriptures there have really been life-changing for me. And I refer to them often when I start feeling myself m- moving to that extreme. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. That reminded me, I drove by a church the other day and it had one of you know, the, the, the signs out front that they change out. And it said, and I can't remember exactly, but it was like, um, rest is not the reward for work. It is the work or so, you know, something like that. And it was just yeah. like, oh my gosh, yes, you're right. Cause you know, God <laughs> yes. calls us for both. You know, it's not like that mm-hmm. you have to work and then you can rest. You know, there's, there is definitely both because as you know, like you've been talking about and we all know we can't, we can't do a very good job for him mm-hmm. or, or, you mm-hmm. know, any our readers or anyone, if we're not, you know, just totally drained and burned out. So, so, so I'm going to definitely put a link to Vivian's U version study. And I think, I think I saw it on your, your website too, right? It's on, yes. It's linked okay. to my website site. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, well, I'll ma'am. definitely put the link. That'll be awesome to study up on that. Well, let's, I think that's going to be incredible just to, to, you know, encourage our hearts on how we can um, dive into God's word and just, you know, seek him more on the balance that he's looking for in our lives as we serve him, Vivian. So I'm so appreciative of that. And Hey, I want to ask you, because I know like you've talked about writing books um, and you're mm-hmm. building your audience today before mm-hmm. you, you know, you publish a book. Can you just share what you're, what's working now for you to build your audience? Yeah. So, um, being on your show is, uh-huh. is helpful. <laughs> Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah. I know you've been on a couple of podcasts. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So I'm working with a, a coach right now uh-huh. and, and she's been phenomenal in helping me get opportunities that I don't necessarily have access to right yeah. now as a, as a new author, mm-hmm. new writer. So working with her, getting on some podcasts, 
you know, the social media is, it's the way of <laughs> promoting mm -hmm. and platform building. And so it's um, what I have learned from, from many agents and, and publishers is that it's important to build those platforms. Mm -hmm. And it's not one of my favorite things to do. I, I you know, I had talked to someone recently because I'm trying to increase my followers on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And they said, you know, what you need to do is you need to provide quality interesting content every single day posted at the very same time every single day for 30 days straight and you mm -hmm. will see an increase. Yeah. I haven't quite committed to that <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, just the social media itself is a full-time job yeah, and I kind of already yeah. have a full-time job, mm -hmm. but you know what? It's, you know, it's seeking the advice of those who have gone before us mm -hmm. that have had success in these areas, there's so much out there online that that can teach us how to do these things. Start mm -hmm. reading up on that stuff and start talking to you know other authors that you might know. Get into some writing groups and start. I'm on a podcast group. I don't. Mm -hmm. I'm not uh, doing my own podcast yet, but that is coming in the beginning of the yay. year. Oh, yeah, another thing. Yeah. Yes, and so and it's such a blessing, and it's so fun to see how God is going to use these things. You know, and as a recovering perfectionist, um, I can get into that extreme of thinking I'm not doing enough with my mm -hmm. platform building. Yes. But I know I have something to do here, but I'm letting God lead that mm -hmm. because I don't want to get to the point where I'm overwhelmed and stressed because I need a YouTube account and I need a mm -hmm. TikTok account and all this other stuff. I'm asking God to just lead me to the platforms that he wants to use and he's going to bring the people. Mm -hmm. I, I don't have to worry about that. I'm going to do my yeah. part. Yeah. And we'll let God do the rest because at the end of the day, this is all him anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah. So true. That's such a great way to look at it. Cause I know, yeah, that's definitely an area we all strive in like, where should we be? And we have to be everywhere. Yeah. Um, and even like, if you like with you with Instagram, even if you decide, okay, here's where I'm going to be, but yeah, how much time do I want to devote to it? You know, versus mm -hmm. what you might be calling me to do other things. And I love, I mean, I love connecting with authors on Instagram. I think it's the mm -hmm. coolest thing, but I don't think you have to be on there 24 seven, you know, <laughs> to make a difference. So and I know he's not calling any of us to do that. Thank God. I know. <laughs> I was talking to one of my girlfriends. She's a writer as well. And she's like, you know what you need is you need a teenager. You uh, need a teenager yeah. that's savvy and all this uh -huh. that can just post all your stuff, take your pictures. Yes. And like, I could use a teenager. <laughs> I know that's so true because they know how to do it. And they are so fast, right? And they I know. keep up with what's cool today. And you know, yeah, I we, know. we don't know. I know. <laughs> that's great <laughs> advice. Oh gosh, Vivian, well, this has been so good today. And I will be sure and put links to your website and um, how to you. connect with you online and definitely get your study there because that will be so important. And it just means so much to me that you took the time to serve our listeners oh, today. Thank you. Thank you so much. This has been so awesome. It's great to get to know you. Thanks, Vivian. Oh, y'all, isn't Vivian the best? I'm already excited about her future book. So be sure to check out her version reading plan as I know it will bless you. Thanks for tuning in today. And as always, I'll be there for you to help you build your audience and market your book one podcast at a time. See you then.